Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another outstanding edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable, the mystical, the magical, the macabre, New England's own Van Helsink. And with me, no, no longer in her dungeon, <laughs> but at the castle. She is my co-host, the Blog Box Show, Ann Kerrigan. Well, good evening. Yeah, actually, I'm in my office at work tonight because I had to work. Mm. But uh, it's, it's very you. nice. Yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I w- first of all, I want to congratulate, congratulate you, you on uh, being selected as alumni to be featured at the library uh, which was, you know, I, I found that very nice. That that was uh, a nice tribute. Well, thank you very much. I'm very honored as an yes. illustrious alumni of East Bridgewater High School. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but, you, uh, you've got your own little display and everything. Yes, yes, and I have my uh, all my little. Uh, facets of my life in there my ghost hunting and my face painting and my cemetery stuff and oh yeah my public access which is my full-time job and then uh, all my members of my family each have their own shelf with their own accomplishments so yeah it's, it's really nice Pretty cool i'm honored and uh before we bring our guests on i do want to mention for those who haven't heard yet is of course next week is valentine's day so if you haven't got your sweetheart something better about start thinking about it but we have a valentine for you because all next week we will be talking about eternal love from the other side uh it's a special four-day event uh now four-day event we will be kicking it off on Monday on Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition, uh, which you can see on Facebook, and uh, or you can listen to it on FM 107.9 or whatever it is. And uh, we will start it off there with uh, Lou Blasi, uh, Roxy Zwicker, and Ken, and myself. And uh, then we're going to go on to Tuesday at uh, 3 p.m. in the afternoon, which you can listen to on this fabulous station, as well as Pararex. And I will be joined by Steve Parson and Ann Carrigan and Marla Brooks from Stir in the Cauldron. And we'll be uh, continuing on a Wednesday on the Next Generation show, which is at 7 p.m. on the Stir station and Pararex. And once again, it will be Marla, myself, and Ann, and Steve, and then finally, we'll wrap it up on Thursday on Stir in the Cauldron on Pararex with ba- uh, Bala. I almost said Bala. Where is Bala? <laughs> I miss my Bala. Anyways. Bala. <laughs> Bala and uh, Steve and Ann so, and myself. So there you go. A whole week of love stories from the other side. So, Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So speaking That's about love. Much. Wow. 
Speaking about love stories from the other side, I'm sure this woman that I will have on the show right now knows a lot about potions to making people love you. I mean, <laughs> she can give you something from the other side, though. She is a fabulous person. She is Judica Isles. Judica. Hi. Happy to be here. Hi, Judica. <laughs> I might know something about love from the other side. <laughs> are there are there spells for uh, for that? I mean, could you get someone to love you from the other side? Yes, but most of the spells are uh, work the other way. They're spells to stop you loving someone on the other side, or vice vice versa. Well, that usually, makes sense. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, usually because that, you know. That can go some unhealthy places sometimes. Um, you know, the love that never ends right. and never lets you move on. But yeah, yeah, but, you know, pretty much if you can think of it, if you can conceive it, there's a spell. Or you could create one. All right. So, I mean, you you have, I mean, I have your book, which is, uh, I, I think there's a couple of them now, but you, you, you have a actual. I don't know how to describe it. An encyclopedia, the thing is huge. A hardcover book with all kinds of stuff in it. Five thousand spells. <laughs> and it has, it has, it has. We counted. A lot of spells. Holy cow. And it, it's amazing. Where do they come from? I mean, what do you have just like sitting around saying, uh, you know what, I, I, I've got a what. must be a spell I can get to remove that what. So well, I'll, uh, I, I mean, it depends on what, you know, it depends on the circles y you hang around in. I mean, you know, I, I actually have friends who, you know, we do sit around and talk about spells. But those spells come from all over. Um, and there is a huge bibliography, and um, in some cases it will tell you where the spell is from. Uh, some of them are historical. Some of them are super, super old. The oldest writings in existence have to do with either spells or taxes, one or the other. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the two eternal topics. Uh, some of them are some of them are mine. You know, there are a couple in there that I made up. They're spells that just work for me. Um, and I teach people how to make your own spells. You could, you know, you could certainly every spell in existence was created by at least one person. So, you know, if you're a person. You can create as many spells as you want. Um, some of them are, you know, old folk spells. Some of them are. Some of them are actually spells people gave me because by the end we had to have five thousand spells. You know, the publisher really, really wanted five thousand spells, and at the end I was calling, you know, give me a spell. Oh my god! Wow. Don't you call Marla. <laughs> there you go. But wow. Anyway. So I could make up my own spell. Absolutely. Absolutely. Every spell in existence was created by a human being or, or, you know, or over the generations tweaked by many human beings to fulfill a goal. That, that's what you need to have for a spell. You need to want something. You need to have a goal. You need to be scared of something or want something to, want something to happen or not happen. It, that's, that's the integral thing, to have a goal. And why, why all the paraphernalia? Why can't I mean you know if you have like because it makes it because it makes it easier, honestly because it makes it easier. You don't you don't need any of the paraphernalia. You can you know you can do it with your mind. Um, and there are different schools of spell casting around the world, and some of them are more complex, and some of them are more 
object-oriented. And then, you know, there are spells in Russia and, you know, the powwow spells of the Pennsylvania Dutch that involve nothing but words. Mm-hmm. But, but, um, it, all, all the stuff, the candles and the charms and the herbs, they help you. They, they do some of the work for you. So if you have to do it on your own, it, it's, a, it's tiring, you know. Right. You, it, you're using a lot of energy if you're only doing it on your own. And, and you certainly can, but um, if, you know, if you're not tired after a spell, you're not doing it right. All right, so that's why you you get a bunch of your lichens and you hang around the cauldron and. <laughs> and... You know the hoodoo the hoodoo people they don't call it spells they uh, call it works you know works. it's a working they're not witches they're workers uh, and it's, it is a lot of work involved it's it's uh-huh. uh, even if you're just sitting quietly putting out that energy you are you're drawing from very deep recesses of your psyche to do it. Right. Uh, isn't, isn't prayer, though, like prayer, if you go to prayer to say, oh, I'm Catholic, so a Catholic church, sure. isn't that kind of like a spell, too? You, you, you're, you're asking to uh, something to happen or not to happen. Sure. And, and you're doing it in a ceremony, and you're doing it with other people to all, uh, what's the word, embrace the self, but uh, to give it more power. Well, there's a fine line. And the way I was taught is the difference between a spell and a prayer is that a prayer is a request uh-huh. and a spell is a demand. Oh, wow. That's, that's, you know, the spell, you know, by the time you get to the spell, it's my will be done. Uh-huh. You know, the, the spell, you know, so I mean. So mode it be. So mode it be, yeah. I mean, the spell, the spell is sometimes, you know, you find yourself in a place in life where you just, you know, you can't go there. This is just too much. Whether it's a relationship, or you know, I mean, a foreclosure, uh, some sort of a thing that you're, you know, this is not what I signed up for, and I, I just can't do it. I just can't, you know. It's, it's not a. I'm not even going to pray about it because it's beyond that. We, we, you know, it, it needs, it needs to be done. And I, I have always thought my theory that the reason spellcasters, by whatever name you call them, get such a bad reputation. Is it's it's disobedience. It, it, it's not it's not that they're evil. You know, there's no you know it's not devil worshiping or you know. But it's it's about it is about the demand to make your life what you want it to be, mm-hmm. as opposed to the hand that you were dealt. Well, see, I, I believe myself that you're not predestined at all in in a way right. that and. I believe that we make our own destiny by every decision we make, whether it's a a minute decision or a large decision. Every day we make hundreds and thousands of of decisions. Each one of those puts us in a different direction. Sometimes we're going this way and it moves it to another way. And and so our destiny is created really by us. And and it's not... uh, it's not like, uh, okay, uh, you know, something terrible happened to me, so, uh, you know, it's my fault. It, 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 I'm right. not really saying that. I'm saying that that's kind of how it got led there, but it, it's not like... Oh, although, although the theory of spellcasting would be that life is not fair. 
inherently. <laughs> and it's not, it's not an even playing field because some it's people true. are born rich. Some people are not born rich, but they have loving parents. Right. Some people have terrible parents. Some people have no parents. Some people are born healthy. Some people are not born healthy. Mm-hmm. Some people, you know, there's all, you know, some people are born in a safe place and some people find themselves, you know, everything is fine if only they were somewhere else. <laughs> the goal of the spell is to make your life better. Yeah. Okay. Just, I mean, that, that is really the, the, the point of a spell is to make your life better in whatever your circumstances right. might be. Now, can spells be, uh, let's see, uh, absolute. Are they absolute? For instance, if, if uh, this woman really liked me and she cast a love spell on me, would I be absolutely in love with her? Oh, shut up, Ian. No. <laughs> No, uh, no. I, I think you know spells can be broken, and you know curses can be broken, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think things are graven in stone. Okay. But but one spell sometimes has a tendency to lead to another, and you know the big warning people always ask. You know, are spells dangerous? And you know, yes. I say yes, and then they get nervous. They look at me, and <laughs> they're nervous because you might get what you asked for. Yeah, that's for sure. And so you know, you better be careful what you're asking for mm-hmm. because sometimes I, it's not forever I mean if somebody casts a love spell on you you could break that I mean somebody might cast a love spell on you and you might be happy you, yeah. you know that sometimes that works out it doesn't always work out terribly I mean you know maybe you're happy being in love with this person and they're you know everything works out happily ever after but um, you you could you could ask for things that set up a sequence of events right. that will be life-changing. But is, isn't it, you know, the, the, the uh, which bred in us as humans, the ability for, um, what's the word I'm looking at? I, I had it, but I just left. Free will, free will, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. We, isn't that what we always have? So. Isn't it if someone's casting a spell? For instance, okay, let's let's say that most of the country casts spells that the Patriots would lose in the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh my God, it worked! Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I I'm going to be unpopular with this because I know people people sort of like group spells. In general, group spells don't work as well as individual spells really? because you, ah. because. Because unless it's something, you know, where it's a, well, it's a real disaster and everybody is absolutely on the same page, you're, you, you, you know, the spell is an attempt to get what you ask for, and you may assume that the people, you know, who you love or who you trust or who, you know, you think love you, that you're all on the same page and you all want the same thing, but people are very complicated. And sometimes people, you, you know, people don't want exactly the same thing. And so it, it kind of it jumbles. It becomes a mess. You know, you, if you, the goal is to be really focused. And I'm not saying, you know, sometimes you can get to ritual together and you can do an individual spell together. But all this, like, we're all going to 
we're all going to do this together, but, I, you know, people's focus is different, what they actually want. Are they ambivalent? Do they feel guilty about casting spells? Mm-hmm. So if I got a group of my, my girlfriends together and said, okay, here's a spell, we're all going to do this spell because there's power in numbers, you know, not, not necessarily so, you know, even if it was like um, four or five people. So, so I, I did that with a bunch of my friends, and we were, it was, um, you know, I live right outside New York City, and it was right after 9-11, and we had a friend who had lost her job, um, you know, sort of as, as fallout, and she really needed another job, and we, we, it was a small group of people, and we did a spell, and it really, it was magical, and she got a job, and everything worked out well. Awesome. So, I mean, you know, hypothetically, yes, but what if, what if, what if one person's success what if one person is secretly jealous? Uh-huh. What if, what if you know, y- you want a job, but it means you're going to work more, and somebody's afraid they're going to lose you? Uh-huh. Y- y- you know, you you gotta you gotta be careful. I mean, why, could, people... why could we, why could we just cast a spell, for instance, to uh, have uh, Rocket Man to remove all his nuclear weapons? Because it's not a. The thing with spell casting. I mean, I mean, first of all, it it works. You know, it works most of the time. Uh-huh. It, it, you know, and if you keep, and if you really want something and you keep casting a spell, you, uh, odds are you're going to get it. Um, and I, I, you know, we can go into why I think it works. I, I think we just don't understand the process. But I think you know, they didn't understand nuclear energy, you know, 150 years ago either. Oh, but oh, yeah. you, you know, it, it's it's a thing. Um, the thing with is that it it doesn't work predictably. And it's somewhat mysterious, and it has always been historically the uh, a, a venue for the poor and the oppressed and the disenfranchised who did not have access to other forms of power. Because if you have a lot of money or if you have brute force, those are easier and more efficient. So do you think that spells work? more on a personal basis than, for instance, a global basis, like the two, two things I mentioned, the Patriots and the and Rocket. Yeah, it, it, I think so. I think so. I, I think it's a, you know, maybe the Patriots should have been casting some better spells for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, yeah, it does. I mean, in general, it works better on an individual. The, the more focused and the more targeted and clear-cut your focus, the more likely it is going to be to work, which is why something like I need $100 at the end of the week because otherwise my children won't eat is more likely to work than, oh, I want world peace. Because that's right. – it's nebulous. You right. know, I mean, yes, but what does that mean really? It's intense, um, Right. You know, you have to kind of be able to visualize it and, you know, really see it. And But who knows? You know, maybe it is working. Maybe, you know, maybe if all these people weren't casting spells, we'd be in worse conditions than we are now. You know, we don't know. Yeah. Now, now, isn't there a little bit of we have our own involvement in it? Uh, like, if, for instance, if uh, I saw this beautiful model on TV and I said, Oh, I, I would love to have her as a girlfriend, right? So I cast a spell for that, right? And if I never leave my house, it's never going to happen, is it? Right. 
I mean, you can cast as many uh, employment spells as you want, but if you lock yourself in a room and refuse to answer the phone and, you know, and I'm not saying, I'm not yeah. saying occasionally, you know, occasionally it's like the hand of God comes down and, you know, you don't know how it happened. I mean, you know, for all you know, maybe her sister lives next door and she <laughs> knocks on the door to, you know. Borrow a cup of sugar. Borrow a cup of sugar, exactly. <laughs> but, but, so, I mean, I, you can't say it'll never happen, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, lottery spells. If you, there's all oh, kinds yeah. of spells to help you win the lottery, but if you're not buying a ticket, how is it supposed to work? Right. You know, it's not it's not separate from real life. Like magic spells are real life, and they work best when you're doing all the other real life things too. So it's another tool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. If I want to cast a spell, yeah, and oh, she's I really getting I'm, into this now. I gotta stop wearing it, Judica. My desk writing on. If 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 she wanted to cast a spell. Yeah, I know that scares me. It's like I have a friend that. Uh, yeah. You know, the, okay. the, I I have uh, I have several spell books. That's the big one, but they all have instructions. Right. I mean, they're very practical how-to books. I know. I had to pick up this five thousand. That's oh, awesome. It's awesome. Bell book. So anyway, we interrupted you, Anne. So what were you going to say? If well, you wanted to. <laughs> let's say I oh, wanted God. to make up my own spell. Right. And uh, I wouldn't necessarily have to have like a laundry list of, well, I need some, um, I don't know, some rosemary and I need a black candle, I need some eggs or some cemetery dirt. I don't need all that stuff. No, but um, I I find there are two kinds of people. Mm -hmm. There are people for whom a spell isn't real if they don't have that list. Like, you know, there are people who are happy, you know... 5,000 spells, why are there, I mean, and 5,000 is just the tip of the iceberg. We, I could easily do another 5,000 in another book. Um, why, why so many? Because different people have different needs. And there are people, and you have to kind of have confidence in yourself. And all those props, if you, if you, if that, if looking at that black handle makes it more real to you, Mm-hmm. And it feels magical. You know, it, it does have a power. Okay. But, I mean, there are also people, you know, the kitchen witches, they they don't think like that. It's it's more something, They they all of a sudden there's a deed for a spell, and the first thing they do is they look around the house and, you know, what do I have that'll work? <laughs> oh, I've got some salt here. Oh, I've got butter here. Oh, I've got this. I've got that. We can make cookies. Um, no, <laughs> you, 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 well, you can, and there's all kinds of baking magic, let me tell you, mm-hmm. but, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm so good. I bake, I bake with magic. You know, um, but one is also having a certain amount of knowledge mm-hmm. of, of what does what. Right. Um, you know, like um, a black candle, a lot of people get scared of a black candle, but a black candle isn't necessarily a scary candle. A black candle could be used for all sorts of very positive purposes, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's you, you could follow a set of directions like a recipe, and 
not have to worry, you know, or you could know what things, um, you know, what do I use salt for, what do I use pepper for, and then it's very, you know, after a while, if you have a knowledge of this, it's like, you know, it's like if you know how to bake, you know how to, you know, you look at eggs and butter and flour, and you go, oh, I can make a cake, but mm-hmm. it's similar. After all, if you look at a bunch of ingredients, you say, oh, yeah, you know, there's a money spell, oh, yeah, there's a love spell. But if you, if you want something really, really badly, you don't really need anything. You, you can kind of just, you can do it with your mind. Wing it. I can so wing it. Isn't, yeah. it isn't, it, isn't it kind of like uh, when you do readings, for instance? There are some people that, that, well, not some people, a lot of people that can do readings. They, they really don't need anything, but a lot of times people use cards because they, they're a tool. They, right. they use it to right. focus. Right. Right, right, right. And I mean, you could use me as an example. It took me years to be a confident card reader. I'm a card reader. And, you know, when I first started for years, I memorized all the meanings and uh-huh. I agonized about the stuff. And I would, you know, and after a while, after a certain amount of experience, it just starts flowing out of you. You don't have to memorize anything anymore. Right. Makes sense. I've, always, I've always said that you can do a reading or anything. I, I remember it's fair questionnaire. I, I reached into my pocket and pulled out whatever was in my pocket and did a reading yeah. with with whatever was in there. And I did a reading with Pokemon cards once, and it was really did good. Did you really? Yeah, it's what Is we had. Cool? <laughs> Somebody had an emergency, and we had small children, and we just grabbed them. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> Pokemon cards. That's a new one on me. <laughs> well, there's a new there's a new project for you, Pokemon. Uh, Pokey magic. <laughs> yeah, Pokey magic, even better. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Uh, I know we're coming up to the break. Uh, we're talking with uh, Judica Isles, who is a witch. Now, that's uh, one thing, I, and author. Um, do you embrace the, the term witch, or do you not like it? Or Oh, I, I mean, that's a yes and no answer. Yes, oh, I love witches. <laughs> I love witches. I, I, I mean, I, I, you honor me with that, and I have always loved witches ever since, you know, forever. Uh-huh. Um, but I, you know, I call myself an occultist a lot, which is, you know, I, which I also really like. I, I'm cool. very, um, I'm very cautious because what I love about witches, because people use that word and mean different things. Exactly. Right. And I mean, I, I'm not a, you know, if, you know, some people will say, are you a witch? And, you know, it depends what you mean. Am I in the cemetery, desecrating graves, eating babies, worshiping Satan? No. You know, absolutely not. I'm that's, not that's, that. You that's know. the girl next door. Anyway, speaking, <laughs> of, speaking of that, we have to take a break. Uh, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ann Carrigan and Ron Kolick and our very special guest, Judica Isles, right here on Tojinet and Pyrex Radio. We'll be right back. Harry Price, I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing. 
although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he is a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I am required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann and our special guest this evening, Judica Isles. Still here, Judica? I'm still here. Oh, you're so quiet. You're such a polite, <laughs> polite guest. Such a polite guest. <laughs> uh, Judica, you have a couple of books that are out, and uh, one of them I was aware of, and one of them I wasn't. And one of them is The Fantastic and the Forgotten. Yeah. And uh, you want to tell us a little bit about what that book is? Yeah. Um, one of your books has a series. Uh, Lon Milo Duquette did the first one, and I've done the second and third one now, of vintage esoteric fiction. Uh, because there's, there's this amazing trove of occult fiction. And, you know, there are ghost stories and vampire stories and just, you know, demons and I mean, it's it's amazing. I, you know, I, I hope they let me do more. And Fantastic and Forgotten is, uh, I think, 18 stories, uh, all sort of different themes. Uh, the, you know, the theme is the Fantastic and Forgotten. We did a lot of um, authors who are no longer as stories that are not well-known or authors who have been forgotten. Marie Corelli, who used to be one of the most popular authors in the entire world. She was Queen Victoria's favorite author. Oh, and really? now yeah, I mean, she was like a bestseller, and now, you know, hardly anybody knows, you know, Marie Corelli, who's that? But um, but I read her as a child, and I, you know, I've always had a very soft spot for her. So, you know, that's maybe my favorite story in that book. And just a lot of really good, good old stories. And I have a new one now, um, Wise Book of Occult Detectives. And, and that's the, the one I had never heard of, and that's the one I'm oh. really intrigued about. Oh, 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 I thought that, oh, I didn't know, I'm sorry. Um, why is the book of occult detectives? Well, you're an occult detective. Um, I am, oh, wow. You are, well, you are, because occult detectives, you know, people don't realize what a big genre it is, but, you know, if you have watched the X-Files or Twin Peaks or Constantine, Scooby-Doo, Supernatural, I mean, I, I could keep going. 
Um, it is. Kojak <laughs> the Night Stalker. Kojak, yeah, that's right. That's right. Night that's right. That's right. Um, um, I thought you said Kojak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not that one. Not the ball guy. Um, you know, it's basically there has to be a, a paranormal or supernatural element in there sometimes. So sometimes they're investigating what at least seems to be a paranormal mystery, and it can be like it could be like Scooby Doo, where you know it, it's always unmasked as you know just human greed, or it could be a genuine paranormal mystery, or sometimes it's the detective who has some sort of a paranormal skill. Either they're really well-versed in the occult or they, you know, um, in that book, um, you know, that might be a telepath or they might use psychometry or, you know, some sort of, some sort of a skill to solve, you know, maybe um, there's one in there where there's a palmist who solves a murder. And it's, oh, a straight, really? it's an interesting murder. But it's not a supernatural murder. Now, is this but fictional or non-fictional? They're fiction. They're uh, fiction. They're a bunch of stories. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, maybe there is out there. Uh, yeah, I wasn't even aware of it. I, I was going through the catalog uh, looking for some uh, different uh, subjects. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. And I saw it because uh, the one I was talking about was the, the one we discussed earlier, which was the... Uh, the Fantastic and the Forgotten. And then I yeah. said, oh, what is this? Occult Detectives. Yeah, uh, well, that, that that just came out very recently. Oh. Uh, really, I'm not on the good list anymore. <laughs> <laughs> if I had known, <laughs> I'll, I'll get you on the good list. <laughs> but anyway, so are those, are they, now the other one, uh, it, okay, so, so this one here of the Occult Detectives, are they stories that were already out there that you've edited, or, or are they some of your own? No, they're, they're not my own. Um, I wrote the introduction, and I, the way the book is formatted, I wrote the introduction to the book, but then before each story, I talk about the history of the story. I talk about the author. Oh, cool. um, uh, you know, because like, there's an Arthur Conan Doyle story that's oh. not Sherlock Holmes. Awesome. Uh, you know, there's a Dion Fortune, a Helena Blavatsky. There, you know, there. I, I talk about the the, um, the occult detective because every story features an occult detective, and some of them have been um, some of them are popular and have been in series, and some of them are are really you know really forgotten. These. You know, before the Internet and before television and, you know, the oldest story in there is 1855, so, you know, before wow. the movie, um, there were all these magazines that entertained people with all this fiction, and a lot of them were these supernatural stories, but they were really treated as though they were disposable, the way you read a, a, a daily newspaper. You know, you read them and you throw them away. Like the but, Penny Dreadfuls, right? Like a Penny Dreadful, exactly, right. exactly. But there's there are some great stories, just just amazing stories out there. Mm. Well, I'll definitely have to take a look at that. That <laughs> sounds like a lot of fun. And I've never considered myself an occult detective, but I like that. Well, you investigate hauntings. It's you true. investigate you there are mysteries and you go in and investigate them, so mm -hmm. I actually have a secrets made, Ron. Occult what? detectives. Yeah. I'm going to put my tile out in front of the house. In front of the love shack, I'll have a occult detective. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I, 
yeah. I, so someone in the chat room, yes, uh, Ghost Girl wants to know, Judica, if you can give us a Valentine spell. Oh, looking for free stuff. <laughs> well, can she tell me, or he, he or she, can, t- can you tell me what the goal is? Because a Valentine spell could be to find new love. It could be to, you know, make your current love better. Right. Or it could be, you know, you know, please let me get rid of the love I have now so that by <laughs> next Valentine's hey, Day, I have somebody much better. It is open to a lot of interpretation, so. Yeah, Both. yeah. I mean, it's, it is it is a really, I, I will tell you that it is a really powerful day. People are often very dismissive of Valentine's Day um, because, you know, Hallmark invented it. But in fact, Valentine's Day is derived from the most ancient of the Roman festivals, uh, you know, the pre-Christian pagan Roman festivals, the Lupercalia. And it was a day that at that time was associated not with romantic love, but with fertility. Uh-huh. And yeah, and it, there were all sorts of rituals um, having to do with you know wolves and goats, and I, I talk about it in my book Encyclopedia of Witchcraft. There's a, there's a, a big description. It's one. It's always been one of my favorite holidays, and mm-hmm. it is associated with you know the month of February. Um, one of the deities associated with February is Juno, the Italian yep. goddess Juno Februata, Juno. Juno of the Fevers of Love. Oh, okay. That's very interesting. I never knew that. Yeah, so it is, it, is, it, is, it is worth it to do a spell. It is really, you know, it is, it is a good power day to do any kind of love spell. So, you know, you shouldn't feel silly like, oh, you know, what is this, just some commercial holiday. It, they're behind all of that. At mm-hmm. the root of all of that is something really powerful. Wow. Now, can I switch gears with the love thing for just a minute? Sure. Because something um, strange has been happening in the area that I live in in the last, like, two, three weeks. And um, we've had two really terrible uh, ritual uh, crimes against children. It's terrible. Um, it's awful. It's it's horrendous. Um one, just yesterday, there were two children in the next town over who were actually murdered by their mother as part of some sort of ritual. Voodoo spell, voodoo uh, ritual, yeah. Yeah, a voodoo ritual. Although and, that is not, you know, voodoo is not about killing children. Well, I know, it's this is a religion. Just, just, we're just telling yeah. you what was Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, people can, you know, people can yeah. call things... That's how they described it. Yeah. You know, it's a newspaper. And then, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of women right here in my own hometown um, trying to rid a five-year-old girl of a demon. And, you know, she was burned and her, five, her eight-year-old brother was threatened. So it's all oh really horrible stuff. But why, like, I feel like what is what is happening? Why suddenly are we seeing... Well, but we're not, I mean, it's, it's not suddenly, it, because that stuff, I, I mean, you, you know, what's different with that is it happened in your backyard, and I mean, yeah. are, are, you, are you in New England? I mean, New England is yes. not a part of the country that right. we associate that with, but if you, if you pay attention to these things, and I, I do, this sort of activity happens around the world. 
like mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Yeah. I I think that there is something in the climate now that has allowed people to take their bad behavior out of the closet. I mean, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you know people... Super, super black, blue bone. Mm. Well, well, you know, I mean, people who, you, you know, people with, like, you know, Nazi sympathies used to not talk about that publicly. Um, but now they feel very comfortable, uh, you know, you know, walking around and, and like, sort of being open about it. And, and, and what is that? I... You know, I don't know without knowing the cases. I mean, right? You know how much of it is? I don't know. You know, there there is a story, and I, there's there's a story. Do you know the story of Bridget Cleary, the the fairy, the fairy woman? No. I, I write about it in, in detail, and in, in my book, Encyclopedia of Witchcraft, has a lot about witch prep persecutions. And you know, um, there is a belief in the fairy faith. This took place in Ireland that that fairies can possess somebody in the manner of a demon. And um, Bridget Cleary's husband, in an attempt to um, exercise her, burned her to death. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, well, I'll tell her. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. But I mean, it it it. it you know, it's not uncommon. Right. I, you know, in my books, I have all sorts of spells and rituals for ridding yourself of ghosts mm-hmm. and different kinds of spiritual possession. But what I didn't, you know, and you have to, my book, 5,000 Spells, it was a harrowing book to write at the yeah, end. Like, because, <laughs> well, because we had to have, you know, because there had to be a certain amount and we counted. And at the end, like, you know, it would have been a lot easier for me to, there are no animal cruelty spells in that book. Um, oh. And there are no, there are a lot of exorcism, <clears throat> traditional exorcisms that involve beating a mm-hmm. demon out of somebody. Yeah. Or making them so mis you know, hypothetically, if you make the person, if you make the vessel suffer so much, the demon will leave. Mm-hmm. But A, it's not, that's not how it works. Right. You know, that's not how it works. And it, it just, I, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know how much of that is mental illness, how much of that is misinformation. I mean, you know what do you what do you have to believe to to harm a child? Right, or a child? Exactly. I, I, oh, yeah, really. It, it's it's unbelievable, but um, I I don't know other than we have a climate right now where people are very nervous, and people um, people don't have their health insurance, so they don't have their meds. Um, <laughs> you know, all, all of the above. You know, yeah. you, you can't really separate it. But there's a lot of people who had health insurance and don't have it right now, or can't afford to pay for their medication, or are there's a climate of fear and suspicion, and that comes out in strange ways. But you know, you know, if anybody is listening, and if you do suspect. I, I, I mean, odds are there is no possession. But even if there was like that's not how you do it like right. that's that's so that's so bad mm-hmm. you know the other thing about possession and, and uh since you brought it up is we look at these tv shows that are out there and, and of course yeah. uh they started out with ghosts and now everything's a demon and there are so many uh amateur ghost hunting groups are, yeah. are, that are out there and they run into things that they really understand, and they get on TV, and, and they say, well, this worked on TV, I'll do it here. 
and they end up mucking it all up. Uh, yeah. You know, so it's, you know, I believe, you know, what's the professionals handle certain things. And, yeah, and absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And with professionals, you should treat metaphysical professionals the same way Oh, yeah. You know, a plumber or a roofer, oh, get, get a referral. Ask them what they charge. Ask them how much experience they have. Don't just, like, I don't know, some, some, some guy shows up and says he's a ghost hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I got a T-shirt. I must be legit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> but anyway, um, one thing I did want to mention earlier, and I, and I can't find what I had. I had mocked the, the page and everything, but I listed, oh, well. But... How did you become uh, a witch? Uh, you know, I, I came this way. I, 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 you know, I mean, I, I come from, I come from spiritual people. Okay. Um, I, I was not discouraged. I found, you know, I learned how to read very young. My mother taught herself English by teaching me to read. And we had in our house astrology books and numerology books. So I, I had access to it very readily. But I, I was just, I've always been interested. I've always been interested. I, you know, I, I'm like a, like a Morticia in the Adams family. You know, they told me Hansel and Gretel. And I was so upset, you know, because, you know, what did they do to the poor witch? <laughs> Uh, and that was just my reaction as a child. So uh, I, I'm faithful. It's just always, it's always been my interest. It's always been my passion. Mm-hmm. When did you kind of start actively, um, you know, doing like which kind of stuff? I don't, I don't know what to call it. <laughs> um, I, 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 I can tell you the moment that turned me from a dilettante into a, a real, you know, a full-time person um, because and, and I mean, and this is not critical because there is that, you know, the joy of just, you know, dressing up like Stevie Nicks with the scarves and going out and dancing in the moon. And, and you know, that that's like a happy thing to do. Um, but, I mean, for me, as I think for a lot of other people, it is that moment where life gets really hard and there is no conventional solution. And for me, it was an infertility situation, although I know for other people there are other situations. And it is that moment where you hit a, you hit a wall and there are no conventional solutions that are acceptable. And you either give up or, you know, I, I think the witchy personality is inherently a defiant one. You say no, you know, you know the hell with this. I'm going to do it anyway. And um, and I mean, I knew I knew from the Bible because there are magic spells in the Bible, and I knew you know there is a fertility spell with a mandrake, and the Bible shows that it works. Hmm. Um, and so I. I knew that there were methods that they uh, that if I could find them would and, and they did you know and they did work for me, and but that was the moment that that transformed me from someone who was just sort of having a good time with it yeah. and following you know my interest to somebody who for whom this was you know a serious thing. That's great. That's that's a really that's a great story and that's you know it's. I, I, I think that is. 
I think that's true for a lot of people because I have this discussion. If you say, you know, at, at what point did it go from being fun or social or, you, you know, just just something you enjoy doing, you know, I'll do a love spell, but it doesn't, doesn't really matter if it works or doesn't work, to, to the point where, you know, it becomes really real. There tends to be a pivotal moment. Often it's somebody has, um, some, either they or somebody they love has an illness, and um, there's no conventional way of curing it. It's that moment where you, um, you just cannot, Life has put you on a path, and you cannot keep following that path. Okay. Now, do you do you cast spells to communicate with the dead? I I actually, you know, it's funny you say that because if I had had a different life, yeah, I I think I would have been a really good medium. Um, mm -hmm. I I I don't know that I really need to cast spells. I I, I just. I, I, I dream them, you know, people who, okay, yeah. who I love. So that's not something. But there are a lot of spells for enhancing it or for opening those doors. Um, in, in my book, Encyclopedia of 5,000 Spells, there is a section on death spells, which is on communicating with the dead, either either to get rid of them, because sometimes too much, yeah, or, or, or to, you know, or, or to communicate with them, whether on a full-time basis or just, you know, you know, grandpa died and you don't know where, where the silverware is, so it would be really nice to be able to get in Where's the family treasure, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's the coffee can in the backyard? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, uh it, for instance, okay, so that's a, a, a different, I mean, it, some of your spells about, you know, getting health or, or yeah. love or money, I mean, now we're, we're going in a different direction. We're yeah. going we're into the more, uh, what Main Street considers the occultists, uh, yeah. where, where you're, you're delving in where you shouldn't be delving in, in a lot of people. Is there any yeah. inherent... Well, I think you always have to be cautious. Yeah. And, and and as with anything, you should go rushing in where you don't know where you're going. And I so, mean, that, that, that's true in a lot of areas of, yeah. mm -hmm. not least in, in, in this department. Absolutely. If someone was interested in, in doing more of this, would, would you advise them to uh, go to classes, uh, get Books, of course, the five thousand spell book. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, all of the above. I, I mean, I think that the more you educate yourself, the safer you are with everything. I mean, would you put a kid in a car and just tell them to drive without, mm -hmm. you know, making them, you know, read their driver's manual and I don't know, maybe taking them out with another driver? It, it, it's very similar. You you can get in trouble. You know, I think a lot of people don't think it's real. So they feel very comfortable delving into areas where, you know, maybe they shouldn't be going. But but it is real. And it, um, yeah, I, I think the more you educate yourself and the more you learn about precautions, how to protect yourself, to know what you're protecting yourself from. It, it's interesting because 5,000 Spells, um, my first book 
of spells. It's now out. It's a smaller book, the big book of practical spells, which doesn't look very big when you put it next to 5,000 spells. Nothing. But, um, Nothing th- th- you know, there, there are no hexes in it. You know, it's all positive magic because I, I wasn't going to, you know, I'm not going to teach you how to do it. You know, that that's not. But by the time I got to 5,000 spells, uh, there was a section on protection magic. And I realized that if you didn't have the hexes in there, it makes people look hysterical. What are they protecting themselves from? Uh-huh. So, you know, in order to know how to protect yourself, you have to have a sense of what you might need to protect yourself from. What are the dangers that you have to look out for? How, you know, you know I took horseback riding lessons. The first thing they tell you, you know, a good teacher, they tell you how to stop the horse. Mm-hmm. It's not how to start the horse. The horse will go, but how do you stop the horse? Yeah. And so, similarly, what do you have to do to make sure you don't get in over your head, to make sure something doesn't take advantage of you, something doesn't get in that shouldn't be getting in? Um, yeah, absolutely. Read, learn from people who are experienced, um, and, and, and read a lot. Like, don't just read one book from one person who tells you the one thing they know, read, read everything, even if you disagree with it. Mm-hmm. Because even if you disagree with it, it makes you think. You know, what is it, exactly. that, what is it that you didn't like about that book? What, what made you uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. So because you, you, we all bring our own energy and our own circumstances and our own situations with us. You know, you carry your own baggage. So you, you, need, you need to understand how to navigate on your own because because you're you you know you're not the other author yeah. i have another question from okay. chat uh nate asked if you could put a spell on if you put a spell on someone yes, will yes. they find out sooner or later or after they die well we don't know what people find out after they die so i mean there, there's no guarantee <laughs> about that maybe um I, there, there's not there's not a a straightforward answer to that it depends on the person some people will find out um if it is a person especially if it is another magically oriented person uh-huh. um th- they may find out and if you are a magically oriented person you are probably doing cleansing spells mm-hmm. and protection spells constantly uh-huh. so you know it, it just because you you know it, it spells wear off <laughs> so yes yeah, so they might figure it out um, it is not really nice to do coercive spells on other people. It is better to, and I say that there's a whole field of, you know, spells that are involved to protect people who are in abusive relationships from their abusers that involve binding the hands of the abusers. And I would not tell, I mean, hypothetically, that's a coercive spell, but, you know, that's, if it's a matter of life or death, you've got to do what you've got to do. Right. Um, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, secrets are bad in relationships in general. And so if you have to, if you have to keep a secret like that, it, even if they don't find out, it causes, it, it can cause other problems. It's, it's, something, it's something that festers, you know, you know something that you can't reveal. In a best, in a best case scenario, Unfortunately. people cast we are running out of time. Oh, no. Last, last few seconds. Cast a spell together. That's what I was going to say. Make it romantic. How, how, can people, how can people find you? 
Uh, I, I am. I'm online. Um, Judica. Uh, it's my name. J U D I K A I dot com. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I just started an Instagram, but I haven't really done anything yet. Um, Great. I, I'm not hard to find. I teach. I'll be in New England in uh, in the spring. So I need a spell that make women understand me. I hope there's one out there. <laughs> oh, thank God. Because nobody can understand. No female I know understands what I say. Anyway, <laughs> we want to thank we, yeah, so we thank Judica for joining us today. And it's been fascinating. And uh, check out her website. Uh, and you'll put that on our page, right? It is up there. And tune in next week, all next week, for, as we talk about love stories. Love, love, love. love eternal love. love stories from the other side. Judica, thank you so much. Till next you, time. Judica. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Happy bye. Valentine's Day. Good night, everybody. Bye. From goalies to ghosties. Long-leggedy beasties and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good law.